0: welcome everybody to episode nine of the week of wrestling podcast we are back we missed a week last week but this week we are doing our survivor series 20 2018 predictions the predictions championship is on the line and i will get back that title uh sunday um Hi,
1: I'm Nico Suave-Rigoli. I'm the co-host of the show, and I completely forgot that I was the predictions champion <laughs> uh, because um, so many things have happened. Uh, it's been a been, while. Yeah, it, it's been a while since we've done one of these. But, yeah, we're, uh, we're doing Survivor Series, and a lot of last-minute changes on the card have oh yeah thrown some stuff out of whack. And normally I come in with a strategy, uh who knows I, I might change these picks before the pay-per-view i don't know uh but I, I didn't really come as prepared as i should have so i'm just gonna throw shit at the wall and see what sticks
0: you want to talk about the card for war games 2 real quick
1: uh yeah yeah let's do that because surprisingly it's only four matches which uh that tells me for one that's these matches are probably going to go long to fill the two-and-a-half-hour time slot that they usually mm-hmm. have for these takeover events. I would assume that the War Games match will probably go 45 minutes, and the singles matches will go 25 minutes each-ish. So 25 plus 25 plus 25, that's 75 Plus another five is 80 plus 40. So 120 minutes. That's two hours. So they they could go even longer than that. I think fine. So, but what you got from that was, I know my math. So,
0: (laughs) all right. So, here is, uh, let's start off with, you know, let's go one match at a time. So, of course, we have Aleister Black taking on Johnny Gargano in a robbery that has really been heating up the past few weeks. Um, what are your thoughts on this rivalry? Um, and how do you think, how do you see the match going?
1: So outside of like the occasional um, two to three minute clip on YouTube, I haven't been keeping up with NXT that much lately, but I do know that this whole thing started months ago when Alistair Black got attacked. I'm using air quotes for those of you who can't see because podcast, um, but, um, uh, yeah, he got attacked when really he was recovering from an injury. Um, and so they bring him back in after a while on the shelf, and Nikki Cross is inserted into this storyline. Um, Nikki story knows a secret. Yes, Nikki knows a secret. Nikki knows a secret. And she whispers it in Aleister Black's ear, and he's just fuming. And then we get the very next week one of the best things I've ever seen, which is just – An angry Alistair Black spinning, uh, spinning, wheel kicking. Yes, spinning, kicking the shit out of everyone backstage, and literally busting doors down, knocking cameras over. Like I have never seen someone storm out of a locker room to the stage that fast and that angrily in my life. So, Mm -hmm. and so he gets in William Regal's face, and Johnny Gargano attacks him from behind, and Johnny Wrestling has gone heel. No, uh, but the dark side
0: it, of Johnny.
1: But it, it's made for a very interesting rivalry, especially with Tommaso Ciampa throwing uh, wood on the fire uh, on Twitter, uh, saying, "You've come question, home, my though. brother. You've come. Uh, you've come home, my brother. Welcome to the dark side."
0: All right. So, question is: Do you see this as a heel turn for Johnny, or just? Tommaso getting in his mind so much and Alistair getting put in the three-way match that Johnny had to do something to get Tommaso by himself so he could beat the living shit out of Ciampa. That's the way I see it. I don't see this as a heel turn for Johnny. I I see this more of Johnny's kind of losing his mind and losing his way, and this is going to be like the redemption of Johnny Gargano.
1: Well, who's to say it can't be both? I mean, Big Show has had uh, shorter heel turns and face turns than anyone else. Uh, at least, and so at least if they are like... Actually, I, I, I remember now when Daniel Bryan joined the Wyatt family, it was like a two-week thing, and then he was back to be in a face, and he turned Even. on them. Uh, so for Johnny Gargano, if this is like just... It, it, either he's playing mind games with everyone or he's getting the mind games played on him and it, it's affecting his judgment. Who, who's to say what the what the storyline is? Because we know that down there at, at, at the black and yellow brand, they plot things out for like six months in advance mm-hmm. and they have contingency plans for every possible unexpected scenario. Um, so I would say it's a heel turn, might not be a long heel turn, uh, if uh, it's just like oh I've lost my mind sort of thing, yeah. but who knows? Who knows? They they could go the other way. They could have DIY go back together, but as a heel team. Uh, wow. And, and well, I'm don't, don't, no need to bash the idea or approve of it. I'm just throwing something out there. I'm not gonna
0: bash it. I'm, I was gonna um, say I, I, like. I don't know if I want to see that personally, because I think Champo is doing a hell of a job by himself.
1: And I'm not saying that's what they're going to do. I'm just throwing thoughts out there. But for uh, so for my pick, for my pick, I am... Oh,
0: is this one being counted as predictions as well?
1: How many matches are there on the Survivor Series card? There are eight. So Eight, so... Well, there. hmm, so how shall we do this? Um
0: I mean, if you want to, I can I have my predictions already.
1: Let's yeah, let's just go through them all. And for for this one, I'm going to go with Let's see here. I feel like
0: this might open the card. So, uh, I don't know. They may kick off with Shayna versus Kyrie.
1: So many ways this entire card could go. Um, I'm going to say Gargano.
0: See, I'm going uh, Black. Well, maybe, again, I'm a huge Alistair Black fan. But also, I feel like Johnny can take this loss and just keep – you know, grinding him down the rabbit hole of Alistair Black comes back and guess what? I can't beat him. Tommaso Ciampa gets in my head. Guess what? I can't beat him either. He just starts, you know, getting teared down, teared down, teared down. And then finally, like a Phoenix, he rises, realizes what he'd lost, and then he starts picking up win after win after win. But with Alistair coming back from an injury, this is the point that you let him win. And maybe dominant fashion, like you maybe let Gargano get a few hits on him, but you you show the angry, pissed off Aleister Black that spin kicked down doors and people to get to Gargano and you use that to have the redemption of Johnny Gargano.
1: See, for me, I see this going as it, it, it could be a lengthier feud uh, or at least all uh, up, up to maybe like Mm-hmm. Ru- the rumble period. Uh, so for for me, I'm going to be like, if they're going to keep that feud going long, there needs to be more m- motivation on Alistair's part to keep it going. I feel like Johnny with him being a heel. Now we, we could easily see like a ref take a very long bump. And, uh, <laughs> and then that sets up for Johnny to snap with a weapon, say a chair or uh, a set of crutches. And he can blindside Alistair. The ref comes to one, two, three. I know we've seen it time and time again, but I feel like it's a very logical uh, choice to make, to give Johnny the win uh, with this new change of attitude. He's been going through.
0: But see, also the way I look at it though, is Alistair black is, you know, he technically st- is still owed a, a one-on-one rematch with Champa, And they're probably going to do that at, at the next takeover. So- the way you do that is you have Aleister Black beat Champa. He goes on to face Champa for the title. And then during the match, um, you know, Johnny comes down, beats both of them, leaves while the referee is down. And then Champa is somehow able to roll his shoulder over. That way you can still continue to feud. And you still have that connection of Gargano and Champa if you ever want to go back to it.
1: That could potentially happen, but I'm gonna stick with what's tried and true. And I, I feel like we're we're gonna get the typical um, heel uses a, a weapon while the ref has his back turned. Yeah, uh, I for, see that for, for the win. It, like it, it's it's simple, but it works. And, uh, I'm, and-
0: all, I'm also thinking like long term NXT storylines though.
1: But so am I, just from a different point mm-hmm. of view than you are. so, okay, so okay. We have, Yeah, we have different picks. That's a good thing. It makes more no. things interesting for this podcast.
0: All right, so we have Shayna Baszler taking on Kyrie Sane in a two-out-of-three false match for the NXT Women's Championship. I think we're going to agree on this one. Um, I'm going Shayna Baszler to retain. She just regained the title. I don't see her losing it for a little bit until – jessamine and what and
1: we... and Mar- uh marina
0: yeah until they get prepared and could be brought up with Shayna, i see Shayna staying in and using them to to beat Kyrie again and that sets them up as a dominant women faction
1: yes yes same here same here like when we were watching evolution um I could see from the start that once the four horsewomen, uh, that once the other four horsewomen got involved in the match, they were setting up this faction to become a strong faction. Sh- Shayna is going to be the the mouth and the muscle, and uh, Marina and Jessamine they're going to learn from her uh, and grow being in her shadow. Uh, and they're likely going to interfere as well to help Shayna retain the title and who knows uh, on free TV we it could result in some interesting uh, six woman tag matches. Cause I believe that with the May Young classic, having just concluded uh, we got uh, a couple additional Japanese females on the roster uh, that Kyrie Sane could team with and it could make for some very interesting matches um, on that front. But yeah, it, I feel like Shayna Baszler is definitely going to win this one, and it's two out of three falls as well. So um, I, I think Kyrie will probably get at least one fall. Yeah, so Shayna will likely get the other, and then I see like the last fall could uh, could be because uh, could be Shayna's because of interference. Actually, I just thought of something. It's very possible Shayna could get herself disqualified on the first fall to beat up Kyrie, Sane yeah. relentlessly. And then uh, that's when she takes the second fall. But Kyrie makes a big unexpected comeback in the third fall, uh, and that's when the four horsewomen have to interfere.
0: Yeah, I definitely can see that happening. All right, so we agree on that one. <clears throat> I think we're going to agree on the next one too. Tommaso Ciampa defending the NXT Championship against the Velveteen Dream. Um. I love the dream. I don't think it's. I don't think it's his time yet. I feel like you could do a, You have more story options to work with with Champa still as champion, and w- with the role that Champa's on, it would be a mistake to just halt that momentum and have him lose like this, especially to a build-up that hasn't really worked out as they plan to. See,
1: I haven't seen the build-up that they've been doing. I mean, um,
0: it's, a, it's an okay build. It's, you know, Dream is trying to um, kind of play mind games with Champa, and Champa's playing mind games right back. It's kind of an interesting way they're taking it. It's just not the strongest feud, which is why I feel like Champa's just going to win this one. But it's going to be a very close match.
1: Fuck. <sighs> I I agree with you on that front, but that said, even as someone who has not been paying attention to what's been going on on NXT television, everything I see on the internet uh, from members of the WWE roster, they all say Patrick Clark, Velveteen Dream, is a mega star. Like, Mm -hmm. he just has it and more. He is the true prince of wrestling, and that Mm – that's not just because that's what his character is based off of is, is the legendary Prince, yeah. uh, but, but he, but Prince was a megastar, and that's what Velveteen dream is, is a megastar. So even with a not as effective build, it's survivor series weekend. That's uh, one of the big four pay-per-views uh, and pay-per-view weekends. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if they gave Velveteen the nod, but, uh, th- you know, maybe, maybe they could be extending it. Maybe it could be like, you got me this time, but uh, I can get you the next time. I So, shoot, shoot. That's shoot. what I see
0: happening. And if anything, I see Velatine Dream winning the championship on WrestleMania weekend on the biggest stage that NXT has to offer. That's the time that Velatine Dream's star really ascends.
1: And he does he definitely has a shelf life that could keep him um uh, popular and, and lose. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like like we,
0: take a loss and have it be not not affect his character at all.
1: We we've said on countless occasions with other wrestlers they're Teflon and uh Velveteen Dream is definitely Teflon. I just don't know if he's the kind of guy you want to just shoot him in the Teflon vest. Because you can. I, I feel I feel like this is this might be someone you want to pull the trigger on simply because he's worth pulling the trigger on, even if you can get away with holding off on it. But I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Ciampa as
0: well. Okay. And next, we might have different different opinion on the main event. The War Games 2 match. The team of Ricochet, Pete Dunne, and the War Raiders taking on the Undisputed Era.
1: Why don't you start? This is a coin flip right here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we saw with last year, uh, we saw the Undisputed Era make the impact they had intended to. They beat uh, Roderick Strong and the <laughs> Authors of Pain, and they beat... Um, uh, sanity in a three teams match uh, now we're in a now we're in an eight-man tag war games match and so we have all four members of the undisputed era taken on um, U- t- yeah I, I I know I know I have the names in front of me they're taking on the UK champ they're taking on the North American champ and they're taking on pretend, uh, pretty likely the number one contenders to the tag titles the future tag champs. So it, it's so we have this this well put together unit taking on these four guys who have a lot of respect for each other, but will definitely butt heads with one another as well. Now, remind me, did Kyle O'Reilly get the
0: get the man he advantage did. for? He okay, did. he okay. beat uh, Hanson to gain the the man advantage. So we've seen from Lethal Lockdown
1: matches that. Um, that's the main advantage can go a long way. And ah, f- so hmm. Get this. This is a hard one to pick. And that's it probably is. that's probably a good thing that you can't really determine, hey, it who's gonna win this match. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can't even think like who could take the pinfall, because uh, all of them have a lot of momentum going for them.
0: Uh, This is a stacked World Games match.
1: You know what? You know what? I'm going to go with old school booking uh, because uh, O'Reilly got the win over Hanson. I'm going to give the four misfits uh, the win over the Undisputed Era.
0: Ooh, interesting, interesting. Here's the problem, though. See, I also have uh, done Raiders and Ricochet just because I feel like with – because Adam Cole is Triple H's boy. Like, Triple H has said, like, he is going to be a megastar one day. Like, Triple H has faith in Adam Cole. So I feel like – He technically already is a megastar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, like, once he gets to the main roster, Triple H is going to protect the hell out of Adam Cole from Vince. um, Or try his best to protect him. But um, I just feel like with the Undisputed Era winning last year's War Game match and the fact that, yes, Triple H is high on him, but he also sees the success that these other four guys can – brain i'm going with the misfits i'm going with uh raiders ricochet and pete dunn just because i feel like the undisputed era can't really officially lose see what i'm saying yeah i
1: i I do i do and to piggyback off of what you said about triple h he's high on adam cole but he's high on all eight of these guys like He yeah. he he like Pete Dunn is like his son the way he the yeah. way he has protected him the past five years. Uh, and the same goes five for years. Well, I might be I might be way off on my math. Like uh, three it's, years. Yeah, I think it's three years, but it feels like five. That and by the way, Brock Lesnar, that's how you do a lengthy championship reign. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Ricochet, he loves the he loves Ricochet. Uh, he loves Pete Dunn. He wouldn't have, he was very high on the Raiders and he wanted to bring them into more so one than the other, but I think he's very glad he got them both. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the undisputed era, they've done some great work as well. And Triple H like, and, and, like these are his eight best guys. Uh, oh yeah. In terms of the mid card and main event scene and I I feel like he knows that the Undisputed Era will be fine after this match. Um, It would be very beneficial for the Misfits to get the win here.
0: Yep. So we only differ on one, which is Oscar Black versus Gargano. So pretty much whoever wins that match is probably going to have an advantage going into Survivor Series.
1: Yep, yep. And speaking of which, let's start off with let, – let's go to the pre-show match because it's the pre-show match, so we might as well start yeah. with the bottom of the card. And that is the 5-on-5 five five Survivor Series Tag Team <laughs> Elimination Match in which we have 10 people um, um Mash-up. Per, Yes, uh, we have 10 people per team um, – so we got on Team Raw, we got the team of Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, the team of the B-Team, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, the team of the Revival, Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson, the team of the Lucha House Party, Grand Matalik, League, Kalisto, and or Lindsay Dorado, and the team of the Ascension, Connor and Victor, taking on Team SmackDowns, The Usos, Jimmy and Jay, The New Day, Big E, Kofi Kingston, and or Xavier Woods, Sanity, Eric Young, Alexander Wolfe, and or Killian Dane, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson, and making their return to pay per view, Primo and Epico Cologne. So
0: I think this one was the easiest one to pick from out of the Survivor Series matches.
1: uh, That depends. Who are you picking?
0: I'm picking Team SmackDown. I just feel like they have they have the better superstars. They have the better teams. Like SmackDown feels like. A team especially the way the Usos have been running it the other team looks like let's take five of our lowest member teams and the Ascension and put it in a team and see what happens
1: agreed raw has not put a lot of uh
0: emphasis emphasis on their
1: tag teams uh in <laughs> recent history whereas Smackdown they've made the Usos stars. They've made the New Day stars. The bar. uh, Yes, the bar. The bar. And even though uh, Sanity hasn't been on TV a lot until recently, Mm -hmm. uh, um, like they they were staples of NXT and, um, you know, um, the – uh, Carl's, uh, uh, Gallows and Anderson, uh, they've been hit or miss, but they can still deliver when they're on TV,
0: especially so- on, on SmackDown recently. They've been, I feel like SmackDown is the home that Gallows and Anderson sh- should have been on originally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I think we're both in agreement. This is team SmackDown all the way. They just have yep. them. They just have the better stars in terms of tag team wrestling. and, uh, and raw has more people that they can afford to take pins. Yep okay uh
0: next is buddy murphy versus uh mustafa ali correct for the cruiserweight
1: championship and so i get again this is programming i haven't been keeping up with but i did predict buddy murphy to get the win at the super showdown to become the new cruiserweight champion what's throwing me off here is that mustafa ali has always seemed to be that that guy who has been in sort of the main event scene of 205 live and they just haven't pulled the trigger on him yet. But I feel like the way things have been going for buddy Murphy, they're not going to make him drop the title yet. So I, I'm going to stick with the champ retaining.
0: <laughs> What's funny is I also have buddy retaining and only because did you hear that pop at the super Showdown when he won,
1: In his hometown, in his home country, in his home continent. So, yeah. I
0: mean, even if it wasn't, I feel like he would still get that that react. Like, maybe not as a loud reaction, but he would have got that big reaction. Because Buddy Murphy, I watch a little bit of 205 Live when I can. He is really impressive. And when you think of someone who is just, you know, a tag team guy on NXT, he is really making himself at home in the Cruiserweight division, and you do not want to derail his momentum. Oh, definitely not, definitely not. Like, this, this is his home right
1: here. 205 Live has become the Buddy Murphy show, uh, yep. to coin a phrase from Kevin Owens. And it, so uh, it, it would just be weird to halt all that momentum after that lengthy buildup to get to that championship. Again, the only thing that's thrown me off is Mustafa Ali. He always seems to be that guy who's in the picture, but they, yeah. but they never put him in the picture frame. Uh, so, I, um, but again, I'm sticking with Buddy Murphy, although I won't be surprised if they finally give Mustafa Ali the nod. Probably not going to happen, but who knows.
0: Yeah, so let's move on to the Women's Survivor Series match. Do you have the names in front of you? Because I only have mine right now.
1: Uh, yes, Team Raw has Mickey James, Natalia, Nia Jax, Tamina, and Ruby Riot, with Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan in their corner taking on Team SmackDown's Asuka, Carmella, Naomi, Sonya Deville, and To Be Determined.
0: Which I heard a, a rumor that would be kind of interesting if it did happen.
1: If it's the page rumor, it's not going to happen. She shut it down herself. She says yeah. she will be paralyzed if she gets back in the ring and takes a. Bad I mean,
0: bar. also <laughs> though, people have tweeted a lot of stuff before, and they end up happening. I, I'm just thinking, like, if it is Paige, this is the best time to do it in a Survivor Series match where she doesn't really have to take that much punishment.
1: It's not going to be Paige. I, I would, I would assume more likely that it's going to be Nikki Cross.
0: That I could definitely see. Um, so, uh, I'll start with who I have. I have uh, Team SmackDown. I have Carmella, Naomi, Asuka, Sonya and To Be Determined. I just feel like SmackDown's going to get a few wins on this show. And I feel like this is one that Rock can kind of let go. I mean, I feel like the women of SmackDown have been treated better than the women on Raw have been? And maybe they'll let SmackDown take that win. Uh
1: So for me, what's throwing me off is the Nia Jax situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's because some, on some occasions I've heard that there's a lot of heat on her. at the, And on other occasions I've heard that because of what she did, they're they're still they're still gonna let her have the title shot she won at Evolution against Ronda Rousey, and with this heat she has on her, and with the newly formed team of her and Tamina, wreck and shop. Uh, it, it, I'm I'm uncertain as to would they punish her or would they not reward her? But would but do they not want to derail the momentum they've given her and Tamina simply because? Well,
0: also. Who- messed up. Uh, Nia Jax could be the last woman standing and have it take three, four people to eliminate her, which, uh, again, makes her look very strong going into her match with Ronda. True. True. Uh, f- the old Survivor Series booking of let's team up against the monster. She's you know She still looks big, and SmackDown gets a much-deserved win.
1: Mm. I don't want to, but I'm going to give team raw this win here.
0: Ooh. Okay.
1: And I'm a SmackDown guy. So that kind of hurts me a little bit inside, but I'm giving it to team raw simply because I feel like the, uh, the momentum of Nia Jackson Tamina, and Ruby riot is, has just been too strong lately uh, that they're not going to derail it.
0: All right. So let's move on to the bar taking on the AOP.
1: Now, because I gave, uh, the five on five women's match, the win to raw, I feel like this is, uh, a win that SmackDown is actually going to take because we, the bar have been a dominant force in the tag team division, regardless of what brand they've been on for a couple of years now. Um, authors of pain, they kind of weren't doing much for a while. And now they're suddenly the raw champs because Seth Rollins was abandoned. Um, I, I feel like, I feel like this, this is the bar lost last year to the Usos, but that's because the Usos, um, are one team. You can't, you can't, um, have take the fall. Um, Authors of Pain. I feel like under the right circumstances he can, and these aren't cruiserweights that the Authors of Pain can just throw around. These are genuine. Like Cesaro is arguably one of the strongest people on the mm-hmm. roster, and Sheamus, uh, the Bro Kick. He, <gasps> uh, he's he's a six foot seven Irish behemoth, uh, uh, so like a, a powerful enough Bro Kick, and he can take the Authors of Pain down. So I'm gonna give it to the Bar, especially with Big Show in their corner, compared to. The Authors of Pain having Drake Maverick in their corner. So you got like a giant taking on a midget here in the terms of managers. Uh, no offense to little people who listen to the show. Sorry. Um, but still, uh, I, f- I feel like this is the bar's match to win.
0: See, this is, where, this is where I'm struggling. Because on one hand, I feel like the bar could use this win. But on the other hand, I feel like if you want to submit the AOP as your tag team champions, you should have them win. And also, I feel like um, what may happen is Big Show may get involved, Um, shenanigans on the outside, distraction by Cesaro and Sheamus an AOP get a surprise win. I could see that happening, but I could also see um Big Show knocking out Drake Maverick, distracted by the AOP to check on Drake and Sheamus and Zara winning with a bro kick.
1: See that that's the that's the big factor that that needs to be considered is the managers. Uh, and you know, Big Show he can take out the Authors of Pain when the ref's not looking with one punch. Drake Maverick can hold on to Cesaro or Seamus's foot mm-hmm. as they're trying to get back in the ring to, to break up a pinfall. So it, it, one makes a bigger difference than the other, uh, it, at least in terms of lasting impact, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yes, yes. Drake Maverick had a lot of those, um, because he was on that promotion, but I'm going to say that with the big show in their corner, this is the bar's match to win.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I I sway towards the bar myself, even though I wouldn't be surprised if AOP wins at all. I
1: wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, you did make a good point with them needing to solidify themselves as a dominant tag team. I, again, I feel like Big Show is the, is the main factor that needs to be considered that can create the exception to that rule.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, so next we have Intercontinental Champion Seth Rollins taking on United States Champion Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, I'm going to go with Rollins. I feel like Rollins is on a roll right now. He's His momentum is really high, and they kind of show that they don't really care about Shinsuke that much anymore. And they give less fuck about the, the U.S. title. They always put the Intercontinental over the U.S. title anyway. And I feel like Rollins needs this momentum boost to keep his momentum at a higher peak. And Shinsuke, we haven't seen him on TV in months. He's not going to hurt by losing this match. So I have Rollins winning. See for me, I'm
1: actually going the opposite route. And uh, you said something interesting. You said the Intercontinental title always goes over the U.S. title, except for last year. It, at last year's WrestleMania, Baron Corbin, who was the United States champion at the time, beat The Miz, who was the Intercontinental champion. At no,
0: the no, time. no, I'm talking about just like at the the company always puts the Intercontinental over the U.S.
1: Well, you're not wrong there, but I'm saying yeah, in that's terms am talking about in terms of this match. I feel like because they did it last year, I feel there's nothing stopping them from doing it again, especially considering in terms of the other singles matches, uh, with champion versus champion or champion versus champions champion. Uh, um <laughs> yeah. Um Smack SmackDown might uh get the short end of the stick in terms of those particular matches. So who could benefit the most from getting the the win? Uh, And who won't be affected by taking the loss? Uh, And in my mind, Shinsuke getting the win over Rollins is the logical pick for a SmackDown competitor to beat a Raw competitor in one-on-one competition. But doesn't that halt Rollins' momentum? Not necessarily. I mean, they've set up storyline angles in which they could justify it specifically. What if Dean Ambrose comes I out? I
0: hope they don't do that. I don't or, want a word that's full or, of
1: outside interference. Or what if it's just like his music plays. He doesn't come out. But that's enough to get Seth Rollins heated because he's so pissed off at what Dean has done to him that Shinsuke is just like, oh, he's got his back turned. and We've seen that too many times though. But it still makes sense if it happens. Even if we've seen it so many times, I'd it still makes sense.
0: Have, I'd much rather have Rollins beats Shinsuke after a long, grueling match. Then you hear the music. Ra- uh, Ambrose comes down from behind him, attacks him, beats him down, leaves him beaten and bloody in the middle of the ring. That makes a bigger impact than, oh, random music and nothing. But having Ambrose come out and stamp his, his flag and be like, no, I'm tired of this shit. I'm gonna beat you down after you've already had a match. That's gonna make Rollins even more mad.
1: Uh, I'm I'm sticking with my gut here. I feel like there, there there's a strong chance that sh- that Ronda's gonna beat Charlotte. And although I've laid out scenarios oh in private conversations with you as to how Daniel Bryan could beat Brock Lesnar. Um, I, I feel like the, the logical choice for SmackDown to get a win in terms of the one on one champion versus champion matches is with Shinsuke. I, I feel like he, he's the guy to get, uh, he's, he's the guy they're going to give the win. And Seth Rollins, he's not going to be uh, affected heavily by uh, a loss because the audience is going to remain hot on him no matter what. Like we were talking about people who are Teflon, Seth Rollins is definitely one of those guys who's Teflon. And Shinsuke, he could he could benefit from a win over Rollins. Whether or not they do anything with it, that's up to the company. But I feel like, um, in terms of this pay per view, um, Shinsuke is going to get the win.
0: All right. <coughs> so let's move on to. Up, oh, speaking of Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. Now, let's do Sean Flair versus Ronda Rousey next. Okie dokie. I have a very interesting interesting one. I have Charlotte Flair winning by DQ. Because I see Becky Lynch coming out, laying them both out, but hitting Ronda first, which makes uh, Charlotte Flair the, win- the winner by DQ. Because, yes, she has a concussion, but she can still do a run-in. She can still submit herself as hey this is my place this I, I'm still here you know you're not gonna forget about me and Rhonda, I'm coming after you and that leads to a match at WrestleMania between the two of them so I have and besides with a DQ Rhonda doesn't get like her momentum doesn't stop because you know it's a DQ win it's kind of a false win but then Charlotte doesn't really lose momentum because she won but by DQ.
1: I've laid out so many scenarios where there's going to be outside interference in other matches that I feel like this match is going to go clean. Uh, And, you know, this match was originally supposed to be one of the headliners of WrestleMania, but we now have heard rumors that they might be flip flopping and they might be making Rhonda Ronda versus Becky, not just one of the headliners, but possibly the headliner of of WrestleMania 35. Now, how do you get the right motivation? Um, for, for Becky, uh, when you get to Mania, have Rhonda beat Charlotte? Uh, because let let's think about it. Charlotte was the one who snapped Oscar's undefeated streak. But if she can't beat Ronda, then that just that that leaves a job that Becky can get done that Charlotte did not. Like she can uh, she can say, "You may have beat Oscar, but I'm the one who defeated the unbeatable baddest woman on the planet." and ronda rousey and i did so on the grandest stage of them all uh and i I feel like i I feel like ronda is gonna go over with this match and she's gonna go over clean
0: i just the way i'm looking at about like how you can build this and if becky comes out when charlotte you know maybe ronda's going for the arm bar and she almost has it in And then you hear Becky's music and Becky comes flying in, attacks Rhonda first to give Charlotte the win and then attacks Charlotte to say, Hey, you know, I still haven't forgot, you know, I may respect you, but I still haven't forgot all you did to me. And then that sets up Rhonda versus Becky because Rhonda's pissed that she technically lost a match and got beat up afterwards. And that leads perfectly to them.
1: Eh, see, I, I still feel like I, I, I still feel like this is gonna go clean, and you know the 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 dynamic between Charlotte and Becky has gone many different directions. They were friends for the longest time, and then they were enemies because Becky just had enough of Charlotte being in the spotlight. But they went through so many matches together in which they nearly killed each other. I still remember Becky cringing every time Charlotte hit her with a kendo stick in the last woman standing match at Evolution. Uh, they, but that rebuilt their mutual respect for one another, and it showed when Becky picked Charlotte in the ring, hey, listen, I'm hurt. You get the job done now that I can't.
0: Um, I mean, also, though, like, she didn't really have viable options. It was either her or Asuka.
1: <laughs> and, that, and that's fair and that's fair um i i but thinking long term if charlotte can't get the job against ronda then that could just be more motivation for becky to get the job done against ronda on the grandest stage of the mall at wrestlemania and i don't know how they would uh keep that feud in the minds of everybody uh over the next couple months until we get to like the Royal rumble and the official road to WrestleMania. But that's, that's something the writers can work out when we get to that point for now. I'm just thinking Rhonda gets the win. Becky has motivation to take down, uh, uh, Rhonda at mania.
0: Well, I mean, it's kind of easy if you're, uh, talking about how to get to the, the mania match is you keep Becky out for a little bit until the women's Royal rumble, have her be a surprise entrance win the Rumble, choose Ronda, because, hey, you know, why not? You know, we have unfinished business, and then that sets up the road to WrestleMania.
1: But we'll see. But I'm going with Ronda.
0: All right, so next we have the men's Survivor Series match. Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, and Bobby Lashley on Team Raw taking on Rey Mysterio.
1: Jeff Hardy, Samoa Joe, The Miz, and Shane McMahon.
0: Because, of course, Shane would be in there. Why not? Uh, anyway, so this one's really easy to me, actually. Go for it. I'm going Team Raw. I feel like, one, with the star power you have with Braun, with Dolph, with Drew, I feel like that's a, a perfect footing... You know, to start off with, but I also feel like this could be a shining moment for Drew McIntyre. You have him be the sole survivor. You have him fight and claw and beat everybody down. And that makes Drew a number one contender. Puts him in the universal title picture and that's it. And a new star is born.
1: I could very see uh, very easily see the end of this match being Samoa Joe and Drew McIntyre. Uh, oh, that would be amazing for the Battle of uh, Soul Survivor. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I feel like Raw has a lot of giants here uh, and SmackDown didn't Balor. SmackDown they have a lot of ga- they have a lot of personalities that could clash. Uh, and make it hard to get on a cohesive team unit. Like The Miz and Shane McMahon, I haven't been keeping up with with um, WWE television a lot lately. Um, but I, I do know that, you know, The Miz and Shane McMahon, there's obviously something still there. I, I don't know how much has been shown in the past couple of weeks, but the way Crown Jewel played out, there, there's definitely some thoughts in Miz's mind where like, you took me out of this spot, Um and Samoa Joe—he wants to just kill everybody, including the people yeah. on on his own team. Uh And the mercenary, and Jeff Hardy—he's taking so many bumps that he uh, that he'll he'll break in half the moment Braun Strowman touches him once.
0: Uh, <laughs> like Thanos in Infinity War, just snaps, and Jeff just like ah! yeah,
1: yeah, but. But also, I'm looking at the the people I've picked so far for the other matches, and I have like SmackDown up three to two. So I feel like I got to give Raw this one to even up the score for when we get into the main event.
0: Give me a second. I have SmackDown with a three, four. Yeah, so I have uh, SmackDown up right now. Ah oh, shit! Yeah. All right. So speaking of the main event, let's move on to what I believe is the main event. It could be champion, but
1: uh, like that, the, they haven't really said what the official main event is. Like. At the top of the card here for Wikipedia, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair is at the top of the card. Uh, but you know, um, uh, Brock versus Daniel, um, has been advertised. Uh, I mean, it's freshly put together, but it, it, just because it's, uh, the men's championships, it could easily go on last or one of the team, uh, or the men's team match could go on last. Uh, it's, it's a matter of like does history repeat itself from last year or do they try something different with um the the women closing out the card uh, but it, let let's say for let's say for all intents and purposes that the universal champion Brock Lesnar with Paul heyman versus daniel bryan the w w e champion is the main event uh let, let let let's 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 with that in our minds let's let's predict it that way
0: okay, so I got to I got to go for Lesnar. I hate that I have to, but I'm thinking of the smart the smartest move. Lesnar sucks to say, but I feel like the reason they didn't let AJ and Brock go again was cuz Brock wanted to beat AJ again. And they had Vince didn't want that, so Vince gave the belt to Brian because Brian can take a loss. It doesn't hurt him. You still have a heel Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. <laughs> um, I mean Brian might try to, try to cheat to win. I just see, I see kind of like what last year with what happened last year. Um, Brock's gonna give Brian, you know. He's going to allow Brian to do a lot more different moves on him and make it more of a match. I don't see this being a squash match at all. I see it being as close as AJ Brock 1 was. Um, But I have Lester winning by the smallest amount.
1: You know, for the sake of being different, (coughs) and I might be handing you the victory here. Um, Like, I'm not keeping track of who of who, who you've been picking compared to who I've been picking. So I don't really know like where we differ and whether or not I'm going to create an odd or even number when I, when I say this. Um, but I am going to go with Daniel Bryan by shenanigans. I feel like with him being heel now, he's not against playing dirty and w- we've seen that one of the best ways to take down Brock is to beat him senseless with foreign objects. Uh, Even That doesn't work. Not not always, but at least Daniel Bryan being healed it gives him more license to do so and try the strategy that has been proven to work until Daniel Cormier hits him with a gigantic uppercut and knocks him senseless. Um, Like that's basically the way you do. I don't like either one of them, so I don't care. That that's basically how you beat Brock Lesnar is either with foreign objects or just a really hard punch to the face. Or uh, and or, and Daniel Bryan is good at punching people in the face. We got to remember that that Daniel Bryan made a catchphrase <laughs> about that is I'm going to punch you in the face. So you know with that in mind and um,
0: just just for the sake of being different. <laughs>
1: Yes, and just for the sake of being different, I am going to give the win here to Daniel Bryan and to SmackDown overall.
0: See, I've, I think I still have SmackDown winning, actually, because I have, I have Team SmackDown winning the first one, the Women's SmackDown winning the second one, the Bar winning the third one, and Charlotte winning by DQ. I have Rollins winning. I have the Raw men's team winning and Lesnar winning.
1: Uh so I, I I guess it's the uh it's the women's uh tag match where it, it's kind of setting the difference for us.
0: Well the women's tag match, you picked Shinsuke and I picked Rollins, I went Charlotte Flair by DQ, you went Ronda, and then I went Brock, you went Daniel. So
1: including uh Black versus um
0: Gargano. Gargano,
1: how many matches do we differ on?
0: Okay, so let me see. One, two, five matches.
1: Okay, so odd numbers, so we're good to go then.
0: What does that mean? You automatically win?
1: No, it means we're not going to have a tie.
0: Okay, nice. So anything can happen at Survivor Series. For the first time, we have no ties. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm thinking long-term booking and like what WWE would do.
1: Here's the thing, though: it, it, Survivor Series for the past couple of years has been the pay-per-view where ridiculous things happen. Uh,
0: yeah, but think about last year—we all had AJ winning. What happened?
1: <laughs> and I had him winning again this year uh, because I thought they were going to keep the match going, but apparently, I'm
0: actually glad they didn't have a rematch, though. I'm glad we get something kind of different, and I think the two have a will have a better match slightly because their styles kind of work well off each other.
1: I thought it was cool though that like for the first time uh we were getting the uh, oh, a rematch of a champion versus championship match uh of yeah. Two years in a row. I thought I thought that was a cool dynamic that hadn't been tried before. The one I was I just
0: said, like, that I'm sad that didn't happen was Becky and Ronda.
1: I think all of us are, but hey, we might get it as the freaking main event of WrestleMania now. And so, like
0: I said in your Facebook comments, I hope that wrestle that Vince and them aren't gonna be like, well, this is a special main event. This is the third. Third to last match, but all three of these are main events.
1: Listen, I've 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 seen in some of the rumors online that with Roman Reigns out of the picture right now, Vince considers Ronda Rousey to be the face of the company. That gives Becky a few months to surpass Ronda, and who, who knows? Like the the four horsewomen of MMA might finally be all on the same uh, level by the time we get to you Mania. See
0: that at Mania. The four horsewomen uh, reunite to help Rhonda win. Um,
1: very likely, and also turn her heel, which is something you have wanted. And Becky getting the amount of cheers uh, she's gotten—that uh, that can be an effective um, double turn. I don't want to say face turn because Becky uh, is kind of in that. It's not stone really. Becky's in that Stone Cold Steve Austin territory of like I can do whatever the hell I want, and he will still cheer me on. Yep, uh, uh, but. Uh, to turn Ronda heel with the aid of uh the four horsemen of MMA. Uh, and
0: it, maybe that brings in the four horsemen of four horsewomen of wrestling at the next pay-per-view. See, you're not the only one
1: who can do long term booking. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, those are our predictions. Is there anything you want to talk about before we head out?
1: Um Yeah, actually, there is. And so I've mentioned some of the stuff I've seen online. Uh, I don't know why I'm part of some of these uh, wrestling Facebook groups when I don't really pay attention to them that much or or post in them that much. But I saw something on there where a guy said he thinks that as part of Dean Ambrose's heel turn, he he should... um, they should have Renee uh, Young talk about how at home he's. He was, did I freeze up?
0: Yes, you did. Okay.
1: So what I was saying was I, I saw in this post, someone say that he thinks as part of Dean Ambrose's heel turn, that Renee Young should talk about how at home Dean has been having like Crisp and was style tendencies, and I'm just like. And in the comment section of that particular post, I saw someone say, "This is why fans should not be allowed to book wrestling." So, I agree. So, uh, that's basically what, Why I brought this up was just to say, "Hey, listen, you might think you have a better idea at home, but you might also just be really, really disturbed." So don't, I mean, don't don't think just because you're doing that, but so d- don't think just because we're fans, we know better than the company. Uh, like
0: sometimes it, though we do, I I will say that,
1: and that's fair. But sometimes we don't have all the information. Like look look at ooh, what look at Braun Strowman. Like we were wondering for so long why are they not giving him the belt, and then we hear like oh he's been uh. He's been leaving early and showing up late and uh, he has bad knees so uh, th- okay so so that that's so Vince Rock, obviously Rock is Rock like
0: never shows up and hates people why give him the title
1: I don't know <laughs> I, I, I don't know but 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 still like in, in terms of like someone who's consistently there but uh, but isn't really following backstage protocol to a T and might not be healthy enough to carry the title. Uh, there, there are basically the point is there are reasons why things happen that we might not always consider. Um, so we we shouldn't like think we know better.
0: And I don't think we were doing that. But that Crispin Wall thing, hell no.
1: Yeah, absolutely not.
0: Hell, hell absolutely no. Not. You are disturbed if you think that that's a great idea.
1: Yeah, and then someone tried to justify it, saying, "Well, it's at least a good excuse to change Dean Ambrose's music." Really, there's
0: plenty of <laughs> other.
1: Really, the heel turn itself wasn't enough to just change the music. Um, you think he needs to resort to like domestic abuse tendencies to uh, to to change his music? There's something wrong with you. But,
0: but see, I do I do like the idea of getting Renee more involved in the storyline.
1: Like maybe. <laughs> it could be something she doesn't want to do.
0: Yeah. Either that or like Renee goes like Brie Bella and just like, Hey Seth, look what happened. Look what happened when you, you know, put my husband down. Look, look what happens when you didn't check on your brother. Look what happens when he was at home. Where were you? Maybe she starts siding with Dean on commentary and you have someone like you have a, like a, Mutual announcer in Corey, you have a face announcer in Cole, and you have a heel announcer as Renee. Uh, mm. That's something I could see happening.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we saw what happened when Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler got their families involved in their rivalry at the desk, and it, it, it kind of fell a little bit flat. So I feel like... it's also...
0: Cole versus Lawler was always a flat feud to begin with.
1: True, true. It was <laughs> WrestleMania. It was WrestleMania 27. They were throwing shit at the wall and seeing what was. Yep, pretty much. But yeah, but- yeah, yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there. That sometimes, sometimes we don't always know best. Even though we, we're it's okay to be passionate, but we don't always know better than the people who put on the product.
0: Yep. Exactly. All right. So it it looks like we're gonna get. Get done in under an hour, Nico.
1: Holy shit!
0: Yay, we it took it. it
1: took us nine episodes to do <laughs> it, but we finally did it under. We an finally hour.
0: did it. All right, so Nico, let's do our plugs. Where can people find you online?
1: Let's see: Facebook, Twitter, YouTube at Nico Suave Regoli. That's N-I-C-O-S-U-A-V-E-R-E-G-O-L-I. You can find me right here hosting the Week of Wrestling podcast every week, where we talk about wrestling and the the week in which it happened, um, we can you can find me over at Film Nerd TV. That's Hunter's channel, uh, competing in Combat Zone Wrestling trivia. I'm get uh, I beat Sandy Robinson, and I'm going on to the semis to whoop either Sue Breath or Malcolm. Um,
0: Your big head is gonna cost you the match. I'm gonna laugh when either Malcolm or Sue Breath beat
1: you. It's Malcolm and Sue Breath. Come on. <laughs> uh, I'm
0: gonna laugh
1: when Karma's a bitch on you though. Oh, it better not be, uh, because I want to compete for that title on my charity week, um, which I will mention in just a moment. But you can also find me at Multiplex Entertainment. That's the name of the Facebook group and the YouTube channel. The Twitter is is at MultiplexYT. The Instagram is Multiplex Entertainment Network. The T-Puff is just Multiplex. Zaddy Smith had two shirts come out recently. Those are, are the newest ones so far. We can now design stuff on the backs of shirts, so stay tuned for more creative designs. Um, And in terms of the programming, movie Warzone, which Hunter occasionally hosts and writes for, is on Monday. TV Throwdown is on Tuesday. Uh, Sports Battlefield is on Wednesday. Uh, Our Arrowverse discussion show, Crisis on EarthPlex, is on Thursday. Uh, That's really good. Yes, it was hosted by yours truly and Sadia Seaman Smith, the Arrowverse champion. Uh, Friday is Phantom Fight. We're getting that much closer to figuring out who's going to challenge Robert Parker for his singles title and who's going to be competing for the first ever team championships. Saturday is Nerdgasm. That's our debate show, but it's on a hiatus until further notice. And yeah, fuck debates. And Sunday we wrap it all up in a nice little bow uh, with my talk show around the league with Nico and in every video Multiplex puts out from here on out up until after January, the, uh, we are I am going to be promoting uh, the John Regoli Memorial Trivia Thon for Thon. There are links in the descriptions to uh, the Facebook event page as well as to. A tw- a pinned tweet with all the information. If you don't have Facebook, um, basically, I'm going to be competing from January 21st to January tw- 27th in as many trivia matches as humanly possible, um,
0: including a live combat zone wrestling trivia finale to crown our first champion.
1: Yes, hence why Karma better not bite me in the ass in that semifinal, so uh, because that's Remember, how I-,
0: I write the questions. <laughs>
1: I got to get to that final so I can compete for a belt on that week. Um, but, yeah, we, we got a lot planned. And all, And basically, when we get to January 21st, um, I'm going to be posting a link in the description of all those matches during the Trivia-Thon. That link will be to my Penn State Thon donor box, for those of you who don't know what Thon is. Uh, it is um, a 42-hour dance marathon that uh, that is the culmination of uh, months of fundraising between uh, Penn State's m- many campuses and the Ford Diamonds uh, Pediatric Cancer Research Fund um, and I wanted to do something special in honor of my father who passed away with brain cancer this past January and so I figured let's take the trivia Avenue we've been provided the- this platform we've been given and make the most of it and use it to make a difference and so that's exactly what we're doing. So stay tuned to basically everything I just said. I gotta write a lot of this stuff down because it's very hard to keep track of on memory and I think we just went over the hour mark with my long ass plugs.
0: Not yet, we have four minutes. We're good. Okay, yay. Um, and of course Nico mentioned my <clears throat> my YouTube channel at filminar TV. go go ahead and check that out. We we will have the finale. Uh, sometime in December, when um, Nico, hopefully you make it to the finals, so we do our live. Um, if if if,
1: trivia. if I make it to the finals, we're holding it off until that week of January twenty-first to the twenty-seventh.
0: That's correct. Sorry, yes. sorry, but yeah. So late January, um, we will have the finale. Uh, our next match, we are shooting. Will be um. Fuck! It's so hard to do it when I don't have the things in front of me.
1: Don't worry about it because uh, like uh, schedules can change. So yeah, yeah. But basically, what we have planned is we have Subrat Sharma taking on Malcolm Goldilay. We have Dave Goodyear taking on Eli Not next. Eli McKig. Uh, and depending on how scheduling plays out, Hunter will either be playing, uh, his buddy um, Leo. Keegan, or the returning Alex Warden. It's all a matter of scheduling, uh, but yeah, those are the matchups that remain in the preliminary round. The winners of those matches will take on each other, myself included, in the uh, semifinals, and then whoever wins those matches will compete in the finals on my charity week, and I better be one of those people. (laughs)
0: Let's hope. Let's hope. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us tonight, and that was the Week of Wrestling.